BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Yeah, baby, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, July 6th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. Hope you enjoyed your 4th of July holiday. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who just missed, barely making the top 10 plays of independence, Brian Logan. Man, I I think I would have been at least top three. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Top three. three. Probably not. Probably not. I'm just playing, kind of. Um, (laughs) You know what was was, was interesting, man? Um, the, when it got announced that BYU was going independent, this was my senior year, and, and I believe it was right before the season started, and, and I'm not 100% sure, but I, I remember thinking really long and hard about redshirting that year. And majority of the reason was, you know, when Bronco had laid out the schedule and things like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, the, this is a dream for any athlete to play, you know, these, these types of schedules. But then my cousin was coming the next year as well. So I, I was like, man, I should probably fall down the stairs or something <laughs> and, break, and break something. Because if I would have went in and said, look, Bronco, I want to I want to I want a red shirt. You know, I love this. The next schedule and my cousin's coming. He would have gave me like this look that he always gives me, which is do you think it's going to help the team? Mm-hmm. Are you being selfish right now? Or are you being a team player? And, and 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 that's about it, man. I, I, and you just walk out with your head down, like, okay, gosh, fine, I'm playing. Yes, I'm playing. However, if I have a broken leg, yeah, he can't, he can't really argue against doctors. True, so. true. Okay, well, I'm glad you didn't hurt yourself on purpose so that you could play the 2011 <laughs> schedule and qualify for the best plays of independence. But out of sheer morbid curiosity, <laughs> what is the best play you ever made at BYU, in your own opinion? Okay. I've got a couple in mind. What do you think? I would say this is a good. This is a good question, man. This is a really good question. Um, Two thousand nine against Utah. Uh-huh. Um, the receiver and I were kind of talking back and forth, you know, hitting each other, and he ends up, you know, pushing me. We and, and it's a personal foul, right? So fifteen yard penalty. You know, he's kind of all hyped up and, and emotions are running high, right? This, and this is the beginning of the game. I think end of the first quarter. Okay. The very next play, they throw a bubble screen. It's three receivers to my side. Coach, uh, Coach, or, or, or Coach Hill, because he was the defensive coordinator, calls a cover two. I go underneath the guy, the receiver, who, you know, has, was, was a head case the last couple of plays. Go right underneath him. Bam, tackle for loss. Yes. That, amen and amen. And, and, and the reason why is this. And it's not because all the coaches after the game told me that, that that play really changed the entire game, but it changed the entire game. <laughs> and, and, when, and what happened next? O'Neal yes. Chambers the, takes a punt return, punt return to like the two, three-yard yes. line. And then Harvey – Harvey doesn't get mad at – no, I never, Harvey wouldn't hurt a fly. Harvey Unga. Harvey Unga wouldn't hurt a fly. He, he scores a touchdown, and there's a guy, like, dragging on him, and he throws the ball at his head. And that's when I knew it was real, Spencer. I was like, okay. It's okay. I thought, okay, I had seen some things. I obviously had the experience of guys hitting me and stuff, but I was like, 
when when Harvey got mad, I was like, okay, anything goes. The rivalry. This, this, this it is hit it. home for Brian this Logan. This is it. That is the play. That's the play I had in my mind because Lavelle Edwards Stadium lit on fire when you made that play. And, crazy. yes, followed by O'Neill Chambers near punt return for a touchdown. Okay, so all of this conversation is spurred on by something that went – We'll call it BYU TV Sports Viral over the weekend. We had the top 10 plays of BYU football independence to honor 10 seasons of independence. And most of the stars in these plays sounded off, including Kai Nakua, who said, hey, I'm honored to be in this. Thank you. Of course, it was his trifecta of interceptions, the third, which he housed against Boise State. Jerem Jordan jokes that he thought the rapture was going to happen in this moment <laughs> because it was so loud, and if there was a roof on Lavelle Edwards Stadium, it would have blown off. But pretty cool to see all these guys weigh in on 10, in many ways, unforgettable seasons of independence. Yeah, man, I, I, I love it. I, I, love, I just love the engagement, you know, more than anything, um, for, for guys to still have the, the love, the support. Um, and, and really, they, I mean, when, when guys go and leave, I would say most schools, I, it doesn't matter really what school you're at, I don't really think they're getting the the type of, you know, engagement that guy that that we have. And, and, and unless you're like a big time star and you you come back to your program and you're giving money, like I, I'm talking about, like the Alabamas, the mm-hmm. Clemson, at certain schools that you just don't get that. But with BYU, it doesn't matter if you're a walk on, you know, if junior college transfer, part of the program. What it doesn't really matter, man. You like the love that you get. Um, is, is on another level, right? And it shows that when, when BYU players graduate, they continue to have that love and support. So love the, the engagement from all the players. Hey, for the record, I got a text message from uh, a friend of mine and Mitch Matthews in a group text scenario saying, hey, how come Mitch wasn't involved in this more? Mitch was the number one play. <laughs> what do you mean, man? <laughs> they were joking. They were like, come on, Mitch was elite. Does he not deserve multiple plays in the top ten? I guess number one isn't good enough. I guess not. I guess you got to have number one plus a couple others. Here's your that show lineup today. We think it's number one. The most underrated position group for BYU football in the approaching 2021 season. What say ye? We'll discuss. Former NFL and BYU linebacker Brian Keel will join us. So we have Brian with an I and Brian with a Y. No, 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 no. We, we don't do that anymore. It's, it's Big B and Little B. It's Big B and Little yeah, B. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, this is information to me that big, that has been taken big, off the table. Big B and Little B. We were going to have a show, you know, a couple years ago when we first. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it after, afterwards. <laughs> Plus, a Cougar in the NBA Finals and the top-ranked BYU football player in 2021, according to College Football News, which leads us to today's BYU. Sports Nation headlines. BYU lands on preseason independent team top 30 players. Linebacker Keenan Peely is ranked the highest fourth overall. Okay, six overall, nice. Number four, sorry, he's fourth overall, six total in that list. Tyler Algier uh, to round out the top 10 for the Cougars at number six. And then apart from Peely, two other linebackers made the list. Peyton Wilgar at 14, Max Tooley at 29. Isaac Rex is the highest ranked Freshman on the list at 16, and George Udo comes in at 15. It's big that BYU's going to have George Udo back. I like him a lot. All right, headline two, Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks in Phoenix tonight for game one of the NBA Finals. How about that? A picture of him holding the Eastern Conference Championship trophy in the Bucks locker room after closing the deal in Atlanta. Awesome stuff for Eli and former Utah State Aggie Sam Merrill. Two Utah basketball guys in there. Tip-off schedule for 9 Eastern live on ABC. And just because we're on the basketball beat, Brian, and it's my guy, I'm going to lead you into headline three. 
Fuseni Traore. Headlines, part three of this. So he completed in uh, competed in two games uh, from rally over the weekend uh, in uh, the FIBA U19 World Cup mm-hmm. and is currently playing against Turkey. Let's go, Foose. Uh, he was named as Mali's top performer with seven points, ten rebounds, three assists, and a steal in the 100-52 loss what? to the U.S. Well, okay, they lost by 48, but it's to the United States. I uh, and and uh, they are currently down 51-47 in the fourth quarter against Turkey. All right, Fuseni Traore playing for Mali. Very cool stuff. Some athletic department news. BYU, from top to bottom in athletics, finished number 17 in the Director's Cup. Third highest finish in BYU history. Nice. Remarkable year. For Cougars, uh, top to bottom, as I mentioned, in the athletic department, 14 teams contributed to BYU's 871.25 points. Brian, I know you're big into those calculations. I am. The national championship women's cross-country team led all sports with 100 points on their own. Look, man, we, we, I think BYU athletes, like and just athletics as a whole, mm-hmm. is, is extremely underrated. Okay. Extremely. So. Okay. Well, that's a theme today. Underrated. Underrated. Uh, Cougars in the minors. Schneeman is hitting 429 with a 529 OBP and six RBIs in four games in July for the Akron Rubber Ducks. Let's go, Dan Schneeman. A, look, that's a that's a good name, man. There's there, there's a, the Akron Rubber Ducks. Yeah, I mean that's better than the you know glue tar heels. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I like minor league baseball primarily for just the. Obscure nicknames of, of many of these that, teams. That's probably the most entertaining part about it. Uh, Lund hit the go-ahead RBI single in Salt Lake B's 5-4 win over the Oklahoma City Dodgers. That's okay. another good one. Yeah, okay. some love. Daniel Schneeman. Schneeman. He, he's recently called up to double-A baseball, making the most of that, making an impact for sure. And Brennan Lund still doing his thing for the Salt Lake Bees. Hopefully, Brennan gets the call up to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at some point. I'd like to see him finally get into the show. He's right on the doorstep. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Underrated. Undervalued. Underappreciated. Underdogs. Brian, it is the theme of our trending topic today, specifically within the BYU football team and position groups. So my question for you is, what is the most underrated position group for BYU football going into the 2021 season? Now we all know what I'm about to say. We all, we, we all know <laughs> what I'm about to say. Yes, but you actually might have a point this time. The cornerbacks, man, is the most underrated position group, not just for this BYU defense, not just for the sport of football. I'm talking about all sports. What? For all sports, man. I had, I had, I had to go there. I had, I had to take it there. Okay. And, you know, from, from an all sports perspective, I would also say, you know, it's the hardest position to play. Okay. I, it, it, you know why? You know why, Spencer? Because you're going backwards when somebody's coming forward at you. Yes, and especially if you're playing the field side and don't have a boundary to work with. Yes. Field corner is ridiculously difficult. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's definitely an island. I mean, I, I, it's kind of man, it's like Peter stepping off the boat trying to, you know, go 
and, 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 and walk over to Jesus. I mean, that's how scary it could be. You're on, you're alone. Sometimes the storm is coming. Oh, you little faith. Man, you gotta, you gotta have the faith and, and the focus, man. So I just want to put that out there for fans. Everybody know that how difficult it is. Okay. But, the cornerbacks for you, but why? But, well, I, I would say when you look at it last year, um, the corners had a very quiet, I would say, you know, season. And, and I don't mean that because of the, the schedule or, you know, talent, whatever the case is, um, there really wasn't a lot of, of big plays that was happening where you thought, oh, man, that, the corner got beat or, um, you know, why, why did he do that or whatever the case is, right? And, and that's usually a good sign when, 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 the, when corners uh, have a, a quiet game. That usually means what? They're not getting the ball thrown on them. Um, and and they're they're not getting beat over the top, which is the most important thing. And and when you look at the the this position, a lot of these guys that that have have played last year and, and I would say the last three years, they have game reps and, and really great experience. So right? much, Brian. So much experience. And now we're looking at a graphic that includes Micah Harper. He's doubtful for the season, so that hurts. But because there's depth, to your point, so many guys with so much experience. You got a real case for this. Well, and, and and when you when you listen to the coaching staff, I think almost any any defensive coach for BYU, they they've all said the same, you know, theme, which is the corners since we've been here, right? Um meaning the staff since they've been at BYU, uh this is is the most experience they've had as a cornerback group. Mm. Maybe not the most experienced uh group on the defense, but as a as a group, they've never had as much experience as they ha- as they ever had since they've been here. And then, um, you know, Gennaro uh, Guilford, cornerback coach, said, by far, this is the best talented group I've ever had since okay. I've been here. Okay. Um, same thing with the depth. Same thing with the experience. Um, and and so, when you think of it as a whole, as a fan, just 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 within the program and and, and BYU fans, they love offense and rightfully so, right? Just the history. You're not thinking like, oh, the corners are, are the strength. Not, I mean, you're not thinking about the corners at all, right? No, but BYU can run with anybody. The days of like significant concerns of getting burned deep again and again and again, those days are gone, Brian. You could say, you could say when you were playing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Had I played cornerback? Absolutely. That's why I never would have played cornerback. I don't have the faith to be uh, on the field side. Maybe a safety, I, but not a corner. I, I agree with you, man. I, I like when you think about BYU. Like when I played, you, you, you're thinking like, okay, please, corners, just, just do enough to not give up a big play. Yes, you're not, you're not thinking now. Like you don't even go into a game thinking that at all. BYU was keep everything in front. Yep. For many years in the Bronco Mendenhall there, keep everything in front. No big plays. Like we're not. We sometimes can't compete with the speed of the opponents. Those right. days are gone, Brian. Right. Exactly. Like BYU lined up against. UCF, who had incredible talent, athleticism, speed in that bowl game, and ran toe to toe with those guys, and, and and that's that's the biggest thing, man. I mean, you went from five six corners to like six three guys, yes, right. And BYU uh, did it against Houston too, who had great athletic receivers, and and that and and I think that's why more than anything, from a pure athletic standpoint, BYU can match up with anybody, length, size, and speed. I mean, this and, and experience, right? This group has it all. Yes, I love it. Okay, I love it so much that I'm almost willing to agree with you, (laughs) but not quite, because we're talking about underrated, and I'm kind of leaning towards the underappreciated part of that term. I feel like the BYU linebackers are not receiving 
enough love. I'm looking at the projected starters right now, Brian. Mm-hmm. Peyton Wilgar. Mm-hmm. Keenan Peely. That boy good. Max Tooley. He does his thing. All three of those guys have a legitimate chance to play at the next level in the mm. National Football League. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. All three. For the people in the back. Say it again. All three of the top linebackers at BYU, I believe, will be on NFL rosters. Mm. Keenan Peely. Ooh, wait, you just gave me goosebumps. Peyton Wilgar and Max Tooley. It's, it's not that crazy, especially when you consider what you brought up, Brian. Six of the top 30 players in independence, according to College Football News for, from BYU. There were three linebackers listed there, weren't there? Mm, yep, yes, How they were. about that? So I feel yes, like they're underappreciated, undervalued. Trevor Maddich is big on the Peyton Wilgar train as well. He, a lot of people think he's the next surefire draft pick for BYU, followed by Keenan Peely. Mm. I think we need to give more love to the BYU linebackers because they're going to go next-level talent. This is a fun conversation. By the way, Phil Steele, who we spoke with last week, has BYU as the 41st best linebacker group in the country, which I think is a little bit too low. But that goes into underappreciated. Right. I'm okay with it. Underappreciate. Now we want to hear your opinions. Our question of the day. What do you think? What is the most underrated position group for BYU football going into this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Caleb.KCooper on Instagram answers defensive backs. People don't realize the amount of talent that BYU brings back from last year. Almost everyone in the group has had a good amount of playing time. Hashtag BYUSN. We're talking about Isaiah Heron and Shimon Willis and Keenan Ellis, D'Angelo Mandel. The safeties are experienced, Brian. The whole secondary looks really strong. I'm telling you, man, when you have a quiet performance, you don't get a lot of love, and that's what happens. Hey, keep it quiet in the uh, defensive backfield, right? Yeah, exactly. Crickets. And, you know, what, what else that um, – we're going to keep quiet, or people have, have, have been keeping quiet, but okay. we're going to tell it all. Uh, rumors of USC going independent oh. and BYU taking their spot Okay, in oh. the Pac-12. Also on the way, <laughs> former BYU linebacker and NFL standout, played for the Giants for a number of years, St. Louis Rams. Brian Keel will join us next on BYU Sports Nation. It's Big B and Little B reunited on live television. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU SN, uh, right now, right now, an independent special featuring some of the top plays of BYU Independence. We talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit earlier in the show. Elite. Uh, check it out on Facebook, Twitter, the Graham and YouTube. All right. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. That is Brian Logan. It is our pleasure to welcome in the other Brian, Big B and Little B with us. Brian Keel joining the show on Zoom. And Brian, uh, I want to address something that happened at the end of a golf tournament we played in. You drove up in your car and saw me getting into a red vehicle. <laughs> okay. And appropriately, you stopped and said, what are you doing? And I had to explain to you, it was the rental car. It was the only one available on the lot, and I felt dirty driving in that red car. I've got my blue car back, but thank you for calling me out in that moment as any true BYU Cougar should. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we learn is to keep our, our favorite people accountable. So <laughs> I, I'm, gl- I'm glad 
I'm glad on that instance you were accountable and you had a very good reason, excuse, <laughs> justification, whatever you want to call it. You know, so, you know what? And, and, and I, I'm even more glad that you're you're back in the blue. Yes, the blue car's back, baby. You know what? You know what, Big B? I don't think that's a good excuse, man. Because <laughs> what? Look, look, look. If if that was me, I would have been like, I'm sorry, sir. I can't. I can't. Or ma'am, I can't drive a red car. Yeah, I can't. I can't drive a red car. Like it's it's against my religion. I'm sorry. Brian's driving the bus. It's against my religion. I can't. No, I'm gonna take Uber. But I'm just saying, like, it's against my religion. I can't. I can't do it. You know what I mean? Look, 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 Big B. Yeah, there's if there's I different sp- levels. There's different levels here. There's different levels here. So you know, oh, he's, okay. He's just a, just a, that's a rookie. That's a rookie move right there. You know. You and me, we're veterans, so we that, would, okay. I'm we sorry. Would, we would find another way. I was, we would I was find another way. I was judging, right? I was judging right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spencer. Because look, 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 Big B. Like I don't even, I don't even eat red Starburst and like red Gusher. You know what I mean? Like, like if it's a red Slurpee at Seven Eleven, there's no other flavors. Everything. I'm not getting a Slurpee. I'm just, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not it's doing a, it. It's so. a lifestyle. I understand it. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Okay. So I, I, okay, we'll we'll pray. We'll pray. Uh, for Spencer, and, hey, uh, you know, uh, I've I'll, I fessed up to my mistake. I learned. I'm sorry. I made that rookie move. Okay, but Brian, I do want to bring up the second most important thing that we're going to discuss today, and that is the most underrated position group going into the 2021 BYU football season. Little B says it's the cornerbacks, the defensive backfield. I say, in terms of underrated, it's the BYU linebackers, and here's why: because I look at Peyton Wilgar. And Keenan Peely and Max Tooley, and maybe I'm crazy for thinking this, but I think all three of those guys, the top three, have futures in the NFL. Am I crazy to think that and that they're the most underrated position group? No, I I, I think that's not crazy at all. That all three of those guys, they're solid um, playmakers, athletic. Um, Wilgar has prototypical size. Just you know, they look good. They 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 have all the potential. I'm a little biased, you know. I like I like me some linebackers. Um, I, I think you know historically that's the strength of our team. If you go back the last 20 years, uh, so yeah, I expect this year to be no different. Big B, um, as we were thinking about this and discussing this morning, and and something that you know you just said in regards to you know the linebacking group is, has been BYU's strength over the last 20 years. I think, okay, is it because of, of recruiting or is it more so, you know, developing certain kids? Uh, obviously, there is different coaches, different schemes, you know, et cetera. So I, I would mm-hmm. assume it's, it's, it's recruiting and more so I'm thinking, and, and you could put yourself back in, you know, in your shoes when you were getting recruited. You know, there, there's a tradition of good linebackers and, and they're making it to the next level. They're having good, solid careers. So, you know, I want to do that for myself. I, you know, I'll choose to go to, to BYU as a linebacker, you know, to kind of follow, follow in, those, in those footsteps. I think everything you said is right. I think it's kind of a, um, a combination of all of those things, and they all contribute to the other one. So you have a couple guys have success, and then kids in high school see those guys are getting recruited, and they say, oh, maybe if I go to BYU, I can go do what, what that guy did. And so, so recruiting is a piece of it. Uh, there is a certain you know body type that BYU is able to recruit, and it it bodes well for the linebacker position, bodes well for the tight end position. You know, we we tend to get really high caliber athletic combo guys uh, for whatever reason. So that's historically has really done well for us. And then I, I think 
the, the team and the coaches, they've done a great job developing them. And um, the scheme suits that position group. So it's all those things. It's a combination of all those things. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding. You look over the last 20 years, there's there's no position that has done better in terms of making it to the next level. It's, it's definitely linebackers. Brian Keel with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, let's give Brian Logan a little bit of credit here for saying that the cornerbacks and the defensive backfield are the most underrated position group. I tend to agree with him on a lot of accounts in that regard too, Brian, because I'm looking at last year, and I know that the schedule was not great, not by BYU's fault, but with the teams that they did face that had athletic receivers on the outside, UCF in the bowl game, Houston, and they made a scheme change in the second half and went strictly man-to-man in the second half, and uh, even Boise State to a degree. BYU played a lot of man. I'm not used to seeing that. And, mm-hmm. and they shut them down. So should we be giving more credit to the cornerbacks? Are the days of getting burned over the top again and again, are those days gone right now? Oh, man, I hope so. Uh, so here's the thing. In terms of BYU winning football games next year, the, the more important position group is the cornerback and, 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 and the whole defensive backfield, safeties too. But um, if, if you look at BYU historically – we have struggled there in coverage, and and you know before I came on, I heard you guys talking about the bend but broke don't break days, and and the the just don't get beat deep days, and and that's the defense that I played on. We were so vanilla. We we were not multiple in our looks in our coverages. We we're just super simple, and 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 we 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 won with effort and and assignment and angles and all that stuff. But now we have more athleticism, especially on the back end. We, we had a guy get drafted as, from a cornerback position last year, which was awesome. It's been like 20 years or yeah. I think more than 20, 25 years or something since that's happened. And so, yeah, in terms of us winning games next year which or this year, which is probably the best schedule, the most, the most difficult schedule we've ever had, if those guys play well, we'll do well. Told you, Spencer. I'm always right, man. Well, when it comes back to, down to it, I'm always, I'm always <laughs> Spoken I'm like always a true right. cornerback, Brian now, Logan. Now, now, when we talk about the, the, the corners – I would say maybe the the strength is uh, just the, the experience. So you could say, okay, their strength is them being physical. Their strength is their speed and their height and their length, which is all you know good things. Um, but I would say just the 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 experience and quality game reps. When you look at the, this linebacking group, what would you say is uh, you know their strength? So I think the thing going for them uh, is they have athleticism. That's the first thing. You know, the, the, the top guys, they're, they're really athletic. All of them really um, are athletic. And, um, and then also they've all been able to play and get on the field early. So they, 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 they've gotten a taste for it. And they're not, uh, you know, they're, none of the guys that will play linebacker this year will, will be new on the field, new playing. And so the bright lights shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't affect any of them. And, they're, they're, they're all hungry. So it just, all those things, that's a, that's a recipe for, for some, some nasty linebackers. I'm excited. I, I, I like that, man. That's like the hungriness. Yes. Hungry. You, you hungry. Can, and, that's, and, and that's you know what? Man, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up, Big B, because, for, you know, for, for, for fans, it's, it's hard to really weigh that, right? It's hard. It's, how can I see this? How can I see that if somebody's, you know, hungry? And I think the best thing that I can compare that to is, is, is Zach Wilson. Just the, just that that hunger, that fight, that that go get like I'm gonna go get it, you know, type of thing. Like I just ate five Big Macs and I'm still hungry. Like still <laughs> feed me, feed me. So I'm happy that you that you brought that up, man. And and I would think that you want that in linebackers. I want them to be a little crazy. Like 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 yeah. I remember Ogletree would come and this is pregame 
and he would hit my helmet with his head <laughs> and he had no helmet on <laughs> and he would be like blood leaking and i remember like the fourth the fourth week and this is you know 2010 before a week the the, the trainers would almost be cussing like oh gosh 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 dang it gosh dang it we got to gotta stop this kid man so h- how crazy do you want your linebackers to be uh you know comp- i would say compared to you know brandon ogletree so here, here's the thing. This is one of my favorite stories that I heard from from Pitta. Um, one of the best linebackers ever, Ray Lewis, okay? Baltimore Ravens. Uh, some, some would say he's the best ever, but he's obviously in, in the conversation. Dennis told this story about what he did every pregame, and it cracked me up. Uh, Ray is, is a super religious man. You know, he, he, Dennis said that Ray literally thought that he was – not quite divine, but kind of like a demigod, like in between humans <laughs> and deity. Like he, he literally saw himself as the, in, the intermediary there and <laughs> that he was put on this earth to play football. And every pregame, he would, he would like anoint the whole team with this holy water that he had. <laughs> and he would come around to every player and he would smack it on their forehead. And, and Pitta said that as the game got closer – the the how hard he would hit him on the head got worse and worse and he said it got to be where guys were hiding out in the shower <laughs> or wherever in the locker room <laughs> because they didn't want to get concussed by ray lewis in his holy water before the game even started <laughs> to answer your question to answer your question if your position is linebacker i don't think there's any level of crazy that is too crazy <laughs> so there you, there you go Fantastic story from Brian. <laughs> right, that's great, man. That that actually, man, I I feel more comfortable now that that what I witnessed because I was thinking like, man, this is a little kind of weird. Does anybody else think this is weird? This guy's whack. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. This is, and why would you go and do that to, with your group, with your linebackers? Like, leave the DBs alone, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty boy. I'm not trying to get you know messed up for the game. But Bloody I mean, dope. that makes that makes a lot of oh, sense, man. If, fantastic. If, if Ray Lewis did it to the whole entire team. Brandon Ogletree could do it too. Okay, Brian, uh, it doesn't take an expert to see that the schedule for BYU in 2021 gets markedly more difficult based on seven power fives and some really good group of five teams. But we've talked about pretty solid defenses coming back. We like a lot of the weapons on the offense. The offensive line has a ton of experience as well. What are your win-loss expectations for BYU football with the tougher schedule after losing Zach Wilson at quarterback? First of all, I love the schedule. I am so jealous. I would, I, I would, I, I would, I would do some some bad things to be able to go back and play this schedule instead of the schedule we had. I'm jealous. Um, looking at it, I would put. You know, this is. I'm taking the blue goggles off. This is just the a a spectator, unbiased. I'm going to put the win loss, the over under at nine games. Okay. I think that's kind of the point where we're at. Um, I think I think if we win seven or eight, you know, we un- kind of underachieved. I think if we win nine games, it's a solid year. If we win ten games, it's a fantastic year. So that's kind of where I put it at. Looking at who we're playing, and it, it is there's some some really good programs on there, and I I'm so excited. I I I I'm a I I think we'll I think we'll bounce back after the last year. Not bounce back. I think we'll you know we played phenomenally last year. I think we'll we'll bounce up like we'll, we'll we'll pick up with the momentum that we built and i think i think it's going to be a good year big b this is the question of all questions would 
you be okay if BYU were to underachieve, so maybe seven games, but one of those games is a win over Utah. Bro, if if we lose every game and we beat Utah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't used to be this way. I I didn't. I didn't right. used to be this way. Yep. But there comes a point. <laughs> Ten years. You live in Salt Lake like I do, and you're surrounded by red like I am. And you have to hear the crap everywhere you go for 10 years. I'm so sick of it. I want to beat that team with every fiber of my being. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I, I want that victory. I'm with you, man. I, I, we can go one and whatever. And as long as that one win is Utah, I'm there, man. That's why you guys are willing to ride the bus <laughs> instead of drive a red car. Like it, it's yeah. reached reach that <laughs> lifestyle. Turn, turn down the turn down the red the red Starburst. Like he said, lifestyle, man. <laughs> oh, Brian Keel, you brought it today, man. It's so great to catch up with you. Let's do it again soon. <laughs> Always a pleasure, fellas. Good to see you guys. All right, former NFL and BYU linebacker Brian Keel on BYU Sports Nation. Man. There is no amount of crazy that is too much. If you want to be a good linebacker. Now, getting smacked in the head with holy water. <laughs> Man. If it's, I mean, if it's going to give me to win Super Bowls and interceptions, please smack me. Please. That, please, be, please, that please. might be the title of today's podcast, getting smacked in the head with holy water. <laughs> Coming up, top one, two, three, four, five, Tuesday. And who should be the top-ranked BYU football player in independence going into 2021. Just this year's roster. We'll discuss next. This Mitch is BYU Sports Nation. Miss Matthews. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. He is Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton. Some dramatic shots of fireworks over the Bell Tower, campus, Provo. Brian, it's a fitting way to start the next portion of our show. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. You lead us off, my friend. BYU places six players in the top 30 indie players, according to College Football News. Okay. Are you more shocked at the number of players or that Keenan Peely is two spots ahead of Tyler Algier? Definitely more surprised or shocked, whatever, that Keenan Peely is two spots ahead of a running back that ran for over 1,100 and many consider to be one of the top 10 running backs in college football. Keenan Peely, and again, this goes to my underrated theme for the linebackers, is probably the captain of that linebacking core and is heavily underrated, yes. But I still think Tyler Algier probably deserves the top spot for the best players on BYU's team coming back in 2021. So if, if Tyler Algier is ranked, you know, top 10 um, overall running back, yes. right, um, then that means Kenny Pile should be at least eight, right? Like he's got to be in the – he should be, right? The math doesn't really add up. No, it's Keenan Peely's not popping up, to your point, on a bunch of national lists. On a lists, national, yeah. The whereas national. Tyler Algier – you know, at worst, I think is listed as a top 20 running back coming right. back in 2021. So I'm a little bit more shocked about that. You agree with that? I, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely shocked. Hey, I'm more than shocked. We agree. Actually. We agree on something, Brian. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, on to the next. In a recent Tunnel Vision, a USC podcast, LA Times columnist Bill Plaschke said the Trojans should leave the Pac-12 and go independent. 
saying their deal, quote, it would be bigger than Notre Dame's, whoa, (laughs) and would be the biggest thing in college sports, end quote. Brian, would USC, first and foremost, going independent, be a good thing for BYU? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you laughing at the Notre Dame comparison? Yeah, yeah, man. That's funny. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah. Well, okay. Would it be good for BYU, for Brigham? Yeah. I think so. Just to have another big name in the mix. You, I mean, it's, it's, you're gonna guarantee. That's a guarantee. Well, I shouldn't say guarantee because you know Notre Dame is a little weird. But um, okay, yeah, would, you, USC's not gonna have to schedule BYU. Teams will play USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it, from the perception of of independence, I think it'll help. So, for example, it's hard to compare Notre Dame and BYU, right? Like that's just it's just hard. Sure. And so if you get more teams to you know go independent I think be I think fans or just the college football you know the atmosphere would be like oh, okay like there are top programs that can be independent sure and, and just more just the, I guess the clout I think BYU would get from that USC would have no trouble finding a television partner whether it's right. ESPN or Fox Sports being in Los Angeles and the cachet that they have. And then the third tier rights would would easily get picked up by one of the LA networks. Yeah, LA's easy, man. You know, because that that would work. I'm not ready to say that they would be as big as Notre Dame, but yeah, hey, no, 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 and, never. And I think it'd be a good thing for BYU. Yeah, and, yes. Until, until you have your own Rudy, um, <laughs> you're not going. You, you can't be, you can't be on that on that level, man. Just just not going to happen. Sorry, hey. um, BYU hoops does not make Jeff Goodman's updated preseason top 25. Gonzaga. Is number one. Shocker. Um, Spencer, will they finish the season in the top 25? Will BYU finish the season in the top 25? Maybe. I mean, they've been right around that area for the last two years being a six seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, if you do six seeds times four quadrants, that's 24 teams. So, yeah, BYU has been a top 25-ish team the last two seasons. Mm -hmm. But I think the Cougars need another transfer if they want to finish in the top 25 for a third straight year. They're going to need to bolster that roster just a little bit more. Right now, I have BYU just outside the top 25 going into the season, which is nothing to, you know, scoff at. Like, Mark Pope's got a fantastic thing going. If BYU's a 7 or an 8 seed, Good grief. That's three years in a row, single-digit seed. Amazing. Look, man, I'm, I'm all in on, on Mark Pope. Um, he's one of those those coaches where it's like, I die for you, coach. Like, you want me to run into a brick wall? How fast you want me to go? I mean, what like, like what do you want me to wear while I'm doing it? Should You'd headbutt a helmet with no helmet on yeah. for Mark Pope? Yep, I would. He's, okay. he's, one, of those, he's one of those coaches where, and, and even as a former player, I, I get excited watching him, listening to him. Sure. Um, and and so imagine his guys, right? And and when you have that that motivation um, as a player and as a team, I mean, a lot of things can can happen. Okay. On to the next tonight is the match, part four on the golf course. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady teaming up against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, number one, Brian, this is a double barreled question. Are you going to watch? Yep. Oh, you're going to watch? I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yep. Number two, who would your celebrity partner be in your own version of the match? Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill, man. I, I'm sorry. I was waiting for the opportunity to bring this back. I, you, know, you, know, you know I have a man crush Yes. On, you called him the greatest Taysom. player in the world. Nope. I didn't. I said universe. Sorry, universe. Get it right, yeah, Spencer. Get it right. Okay. Universe. I probably will watch maybe a few minutes, but I'm, I'm more interested in the NBA Finals. 
One of oh, us, okay. Yeah, the Suns and the Bucks. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I the go, match is fun. I think we may go back and forth. Okay. NBA Finals. Okay. My celebrity partner. He's a good golfer. And I think it'd be super fun to hang out with Justin Timberlake. That's a good one. He can play. That is a good he one. He can play. He okay. hosted the Shriners tournament for a long time. That dude can that dude can swing a golf club. And you guys can sing together. J- <laughs> <laughs> Joey Chestnut eats 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes, setting a new world record. So gross. Uh, and winning his 14th uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest Championship. Impressive. How many hot dogs could you eat in 10 minutes? Probably six or seven. And even thinking about that makes me sick, Brian. Yeah. Um, I don't really eat meat anymore. I've, I've transitioned. You know? Oh. So that would be, I would say, rough after I eat. Like, you know, it would be it'd be hard on my stomach. But because I, I, I don't eat meat anymore, man, I would probably devour I mean, look, my mouth's getting watery. Really? <laughs> Thinking about it, just I would probably beef hot dog. I would devour. I mean, I would. I would How say. Many? I would say ten. Ten and ten minutes. So one a minute. One a minute. Yep. <sighs> yep. You know, you have you watched Sonic growing up? Yes. You know, he you loves know hot dogs. Hot dogs and chili dogs. Yeah. You know how he just <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Hey, by the way, wh- wait a second. What is this from the social media team? Oh, Brian. Wow. We're going head-to-head in the Nathan's Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love the judge in between our That's hila- what? maybe Photoshop faces. Hilarious. That is, is that Jerem in the back? Guys, that's Jerem and Jason Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look way too uh, relaxed to be getting ready to eat that many I look dogs. way too excited that I'm about to eat some that's meat. Hyped. yeah. Kay. Coming up. Rise and shout to a former BYU Hooper. Plus, Top 5 Tuesday featuring the best plays from two of the potential starting quarterbacks for BYU, Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney. They both made starts. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us Friday at noon Eastern for a BYU SN special. Uh, All-decade hoops team. Mm-hmm. Join us as we look back Best players of the last 10 years for BYU. Watch Friday at New Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Really fun show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. It is a Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. We're focusing on the Top 5 plays from BYU quarterbacks Baylor Romney and Jaron Hall. They both made starts. All right, Brian, I'm going to set you up for number 5. Jaron Hall. In Tampa against South Florida. Look, this is a, a perfect example and a perfect play of the athleticism of Jaron Hall. Um, what you can do as an offensive coordinator and and really the nightmare it causes for defensive coordinators uh, to have to account for an athletic run, uh, uh, running quarterback. And, I mean, this is straight up an extra player, right? Yes. There is really no type of – any, anything going on except for just straight pulling the ball down and running. And so now I have an extra guy that can that can run. It'd be exciting to see, man, with, with him having more focus on football, what he can do with his legs, right? First rushing touchdown of his career. is up 23-14 in this game. They lose largely because Jaron Hall had to leave the game with a concussion. Number four, Baylor Romney. Emphasis on the number four. It is fourth down against Boise State, against the 14th-ranked and, at the time, undefeated Broncos. What a call. Fakes to Lopini Katoa, finds a wide-open Matt Bushman. Easy touchdown. Oh, it was a glorious game. 
Incredible play calling by Aaron Roderick. BYU holds on to upset the Broncos. On to number three. And, hey, Brian, if some Jaron Hall is good, more Jaron Hall is better. But this time he's using his arm. Using his arm. And, and again, look, this is an, another opportunity where the ball is placed right where it needs to be, right? So if, if his receivers, um, and, and we talked about this a lot, you know, what, what's his supporting cast around him? All you have to do is put yourself in a position and, and, and give Jaron an opportunity and boom, right here with the, the corner all over him, draped around him, and still is able to, to drop it right in. And Dax Mill, man. My guy Dax Mill making that one-handed catch, fighting off the defensive back. So that's a beautiful ball to your point as well. Yes, exactly. Number two, Jaron Hall. Again running. This time he gets Utah State in a blowout in Logan. Aaron Roderick called it one of the best first halves of quarterbacking he's seen his entire time in college football, but again cut short with a concussion. If Jaron Hall is healthy, he's going to be tough to beat for that starting position and show him what he can do again with his feet there. On to number one. I like some trickeration, Brian. Let's go. Look, I like the trickeration. I like the play call. Flea flicker, Baylor Romney. Flea flicker, wide open. And this is what happens when you have dirty eyes, right? And and I would say even more so as a defense, if, if you can't stop drives, um... You know, you 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 get on the field more. You're exhausted mentally. You're not there, and it's another opportunity. It's an opportunity for the offense to really capitalize on it and, and come up with some trickery. Oh, Matt Bushman, his second touchdown catch in that game, an upset win over Boise State, put the Cougars up 28 to 10. Katoa, Alevihifo, back to Baylor Romney. Oh, those are nice, beautiful throws, easy to make. Sometimes, actually, they're not easy to make because they're so open. <laughs> actually, yeah. If, yeah, if you're not mentally tough. You, it, that can get weird, right? Re- really, really, really weird. Yeah, and you see that all the time where receivers drop balls because they're wide up or, you know, running uh, quarterbacks overthrow, underthrow, whatever the case is, because it's so easy, man. So, you, you, know, what, you know why, though, in my opinion? Is there's so many other things that you're used to, like you're used to the to the to the corner. Sure. You're used to pressure, and when that's not there, that's what makes your timing off. The top five plays from Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney. Who's your guy to start against Arizona for BYU on September fourth? Mitch Matthews. <laughs> Taysom Hill. <laughs> Mitch Matthews. <laughs> Speaking of elite, Brian. Coming up, the elite voice of Mitch Matthews. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's not entirely true. And our rise and shout-out to the BYU Athletic Department overall. Why? Find out next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or you can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. If you want to be an elite fan, you'll do the latter part. Yes, and if you missed our conversation with Brian Keel and the story he told via Dennis Pitta (laughs) and the Baltimore Ravens, you need to go back and listen to it. Okay. Discussing the amounts of crazy within linebackers. Okay. Holy cow. Our question of the day, what is the most underrated position group for BYU football going into the season? At Tyson Peterson says, I'm looking at guys like Keanu Saliapanga, offensive line, Clark Barrington, Chandler Bird, and James Empey, 
And I think they'll give BYU's quarterbacks awesome protection to make them look good. Is it the offensive line? I don't know. Maybe my expectations are too high for the offensive line. I, I value them greatly, I, yeah. <laughs> and I think I should. I don't feel like they're undervalued. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that they're undervalued either. Mostly because I think the expectations, like you said, you know, like like I expect. I don't want to say. I feel like there's more notoriety for the offensive line coming back this year than there is for the linebackers or the defensive backs. Yeah, and, and it, it's hard, man, because. Offense and defense, I mean, it's, it's, it's really different in regards to, like, what, what do I see? What can I see visually, right? For offense, it's like, okay, if, if the running backs are running good, if there's, there's time, time to pass. I mean, you give credit to the offensive. You know right? the offensive line's doing if it's, if it's a, if the If the defense goes three and out five times, nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody, you know, nobody's sitting back thinking, like, oh, man, gosh, defense is doing so good today. Like, nobody's thinking that. You're thinking, man, offense just score. Who's gonna score next? Guy, like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just different. It's just different. Sure, different lights cast on different position groups on the field. In response, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Mad Eye Cosmo on Twitter. I'd have to say the punter, Ryan Rico. Last year, BYU only averaged two and a half punts per game, but of those punts, eight were over fifty yards. Sixteen were down inside the twenty. I know how Jerem Jordan feels about this title, but if Rico keeps this up, he will be elite. Maybe it is the special teams guys. Jake Oldred was a finalist for the Lou Groza Award for the best kicker in the country. He was the top three kicker last year, and Rico is booting consistently over 50 yards. Brian, did the kickers have a say? He has a point, man. And, and, and punter, I want to say kickers. kickers aren't people, but punters are. Woo! Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Brian, I'd like to give one to Elijah Bryant of the Milwaukee Bucks as he begins the NBA Finals tonight. And how about a top 20 Director's Cup finish for the entire BYU Athletics Department? What an incredible run over the last year with COVID in play. Oh, they did a remarkable job. Really, really good job, man. All right, our thanks to today's guest, Big B, Brian Keel. And, uh, Dennis, I'm not going to say sorry to you. Uh, I'm just going to fight for you next time to get some more time. We brought him up. Brian Keel brought him up. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Brian Logan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Pete Van Valkenburg. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. And enjoy those hot dogs.